aiming for the moon. I am Taylor Bledsoe. And I'm Maddie Henry. And on this podcast, we're interviewing interesting people from a teenage perspective. That's right. Today, we will be interviewing Dr. Fitz Hill, who is the former president of Arkansas Baptist College and former head football coach of San Jose University. So here's the interview. Welcome, Dr. Fitzhill. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you all for having me. So you are a former football coach and I believe the, um, the former president of the Arkansas Baptist College in Little Rock. Correct. So, correct. So, and you also have your doctorate in education. Yes, higher education. So because you were the former president um, of Arkansas Baptist, could you just tell us a little bit about what the mission of Arkansas Baptist was? Oh yeah, the mission of the institution, is, the college was started in 1884 by the sons and daughters of former slaves uh, who had the goal of educating those who did not have opportunities during that time coming out of slavery. Uh, the institution has been around since 1884 and we've continued that mission today to um, help those gain access to higher education rather than leaving out those who may not have a high ACT score or a high GPA, but those have a desire for higher education access and others can go on to, to do great things, which many have done. That's, that's really great. Um, so speaking of work, especially with um, college people, I've heard that you work a lot with young people in Arkansas. Could you just tell us a little bit about what you do with them? Yes. Um, you know, since, coaching my son. Um, you know, I coached for nearly 20 years. And then uh, when I had a son, I decided that I wanted to spend more time coaching him. And in that process, I ended up coaching others uh, many times without fathers and tried to fill in the gap and, and be an identifiable role model uh, for some who, who maybe didn't have the same type of mentoring and guidance as my son did. So uh, coaching ball with my partner and I here started Life Champ Youth Sports. Uh, when my son was five years old, and I was part of that for seven years. Uh, then I coaching other extracurricular activities through basketball and other opportunities to to reach out and touch uh, students. And more so from a mentoring standpoint, uh, we of course we 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 were very competitive in in teaching uh, to do your very best, but also academics. We tried to bring a holistic uh, approach to it. And uh, recently, when I was appointed to the state board of education looking at uh, oftentimes uh, young people who don't have extracurricular activities or have the supporting uh, cast to help them participate in extracurricular activities, how that affected uh, retention and graduation and decreased, uh, uh, that it can also lead to increased dropouts. And so we started the 60 Gold uh, program in the Little Rock School District, which had dropped those athletics, which dropped those extracurricular activities uh, about 12 years ago. And I couldn't imagine young people not having that opportunity because I'd coached my son all through it, but it did not exist. And uh, we start we restarted that over three years ago, and we've has have have seen some excellent data uh, from participation. That's really great. So basically, your mission is to try to um, give a good role model to a lot of these young people like us, and um, a lot of young people, teenagers, and to coach them. Um, I believe sports, sports-wise and life-wise. Oh, yeah. You know, I call it life coach, skill-wise, but you take that, you know, and it's different for different people. Some people, it could be band. 
Some people, you know, for my oldest daughter, it was dance, you know, whatever that extracurricular activities. But I do realize uh, the crisis that we're dealing with in our community, specifically with African-American males uh, and the fatherless generation that we're dealing with. And so, you know, a lot of folks oftentimes will talk about it, but I'm trying to provide solutions to that gap and stand in the gap rather than just identify the problem, try to have specific solutions. And oftentimes, the five role model, which could be a coach, uh, um, and then from that standpoint, you take care of other needs from food to mentoring to checking on your academics. But uh, I found out when you help people do what they want to do, then they will start listening to doing what you want them to do. So basically, um, you found that uh, all these people have identified this problem, but you're saying that um, you're, you're finding solutions to this problem. Well, I mean, you know, exactly. And, and, and not always from a standpoint of, do I have all the answers? But, uh, but I realized that if you're involved with young people after school, you have a greater, you have a greater chance of, of encouraging them to do better while they're in school. And, uh, and so that after school time, what I call is real valuable uh, to get the academic progress you want during the regular day by the time you invest with those young people after school. And, you know, and I know that's what it was for me because I went through some challenging times when I was uh, uh, coming up, when I was in high school and went on to college. And it was those coaching role models that facilitated, you know, my pursuit uh, to, to become the man I am today. So basically what you're saying is that, and during all the academic stuff, while you were in school, well, that was great, but what really got you through school was the stuff that you did out of it. Oh, absolutely. I, I, uh, when I went in, this, in, in uh, 1984, um, uh, I was going through a state of depression because I just my, lost my father in 1983. And six weeks later, my mother had aneurysm and she was uh, severely sickened and couldn't walk or talk and required 24 hours care. And uh, as I was going through that, a football coach reached out to me and, and that got me to finish school at Washtenaw Baptist. I don't think I ever would have finished school had it just been about academics. It was athletics that drove my academics. And because I, w I was able to do what I wanted to do outside the classroom, the coach had me doing what he wanted to do inside the classroom. So um, it worked both ways and, and, and both parties got what they wanted. Oh man, that's really sad with your father and your mother. Yeah, um, yeah. And so kid, and kids go through that every day, you know, with the homicides and, you know, death and illness and all those type of things. And so you never know what a child is going through and the trauma they're experiencing. And so, you know, it takes different things. You know, some people, oh, why, 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 why is somebody dropping out of school or why are people doing that? You know, well, it, sometimes you don't see things from their experiences or, or their perception. Uh, that's why I'm very sensitive. And, you know, I've been a man of faith. God does not waste an experience. And so I, it usually allows me to think back to the struggles I went through before I count somebody out, try to give them the right hand of fellowship to pull them up. That, that's really great. So speaking of education in school, you have your doctorate educa um, in education, but you also became a football coach. So what, um, what was that decision that you got your doctorate in education, but from the timeline that we saw that um, you got your doctorate in education, but then also became a, um, a football coach? Did those two yeah. things ever help or? Oh, yeah. Well, a, a football coach is an educator. And, uh, and, and I think if most people would, would see it as that, a coach, you're in an education environment, because go back to just what I said, Taylor, is that you cannot 
play, you cannot play ball if you're not in school. Uh, so it's hand in hand. And so good coaches know how to motivate in the classroom and outside the classroom and understanding, you know, you, you may not like everything you're doing, but when you can teach people why they're doing it, it's, it's not for the moment, but it's for the future. And I realized that uh, uh, education is, is creates the pathway to opportunities. And I've always been motivated to read and to learn. And, uh, and I've done, you know, and, and so where maybe some people didn't like to read, I love to read. And, uh, and so from that process, I, I regurgitate information pretty well. And uh, so I just said, hey, if I'm going to do something, why not go ahead and do something that I'm going to get credit for? And, uh, but I was able to, to take those experiences and share those experiences with my players and, and inspire and hopefully inspire and encourage them to, to get as much education as they possibly can. And uh, I think that's important to understand because in America, we oftentimes take things for granted. And uh, the opportunity to pursue education is something that I was hoping as a role model that it would inspire my student athletes. So basically, uh, because you got your doctorate in education, you could help them through their, uh, their school stuff, but also stand as a role model to them and say, hey, we can be athletes and we can, be, we can also do, go into our academic career. What you do speak so loud, people can't hear what you say. So they heard, they saw that, rather than me have to see it, rather than me have to tell them. So if I sit here and said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I could say education, I value education, but what better explains the value of education than what I have accomplished? That's, that's so I don't great. Have, I don't have to talk about it because, I, I, you know, they said, don't talk about it, be about it. All right, so when I said, I, I, I want you on time for class, I want to check your academics, they knew I was serious. I was not talking out of both sides of my mouth. Why? Because of what I had already modeled for them, the behavior that I expect for them. And when I was coaching at Arkansas, many times uh, they would see me going to graduate classes. Um, they, you know, they, I'm, I was, I was, I did that from from 1989 all the way through 1997. I was enrolled in college, and I, while I was coaching uh, in the summertime while they were in summer school, I was in summer school. So you know, it became a process of, of lifelong learning. That's that's really awesome. That's great. So you are the co-founder and the co-general manager of Life Champs. So could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, with my partner and I, when I moved back out of, when I left coaching, uh, we, uh, Steve Snyder, we wanted to start something here in central Arkansas um, that offered, uh, once again, mentoring opportunities and using the game of sports. Steve and I were teammates, high school teammates and college teammates in sports had been transformational in our lives. And, um, and so we realized how, how the game of football can connect with youth. And so we started that. But one reason, again, I started to do that because my son was five at the time. And so I actually coached his team and the other five and six years old. So I was able not only to work with my son, but to work with the other 12 individual youth that we had on that team. And I continued to do that all the way up till he was 12. That's amazing. That's great. My brother did Life Champs, and he yes. had so much fun. It was great. Yeah. yeah, because think about it. After school, you know, when we would play on Sunday afternoons and practice, where, 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 where is the child if there's nothing for him to do? You know, so go home and, you know, you're coming in, you, you, you get to they look forward to being together, being around other young men, 
They, they come to practice, practice for an hour, go home, eat, do their homework, now they're ready to go to bed. Well, you know, you use that energy, that positive energy in a, in, a, in, a, in a very positive way. That's awesome. That is. Now, on a more lighthearted note, um, do you have any hobbies, Dr. Hill? Um, well, no, I don't play golf. Uh, never have. And uh, 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 my whole deal has always been about coaching and, and working, with, working with you. So that's been my hobby. Um, working out some that's that's because I've had a few surgeries and so that's limited my my workout and I'm gonna pick that back up uh, but uh, reading would probably be my hobby reading and writing you know I've written a couple of books and that's the thing that I, I enjoy doing so if you had said what do I like doing the most probably getting um, reading and writing and um, um, and trying to help uh, people better themselves that's that's really great. So basically, your hobbies are helping other people succeed. Oh, that's it. A coach, life coach. You know, and uh, I enjoy the ministry of, of, of you know of now working with our church and our outreach outreach ministry with New Life Church downtown and trying to plug those plug areas in to help families uh, that's dealing with challenges and, and and people who who need a helping hand. I, I really like plugging that in. So to me. You know, it, it, that's that's what God called each and every one of us to do, is to go be a blessing to others, not trying to bless yourself. That's that's really great. That is. So since our podcast is geared more towards teenagers, what were you like as a teenager? Oh, I was at, I was a, well, uh, a, a what I call ballaholic. <laughs> that's all I, I, I wanted to do. You know, I grew up the youngest of three boys. Um, <laughs> And, and from the day one, I was in the backyard trying to keep up with my big brothers and play ball. So from football to basketball to baseball, that's all I did was play ball. And so all summer we played ball, hunted a little bit. And Christmas we'd get a pellet gun and go out and try to kill a squirrel or two or something like that growing up. But once I became a teenager, uh, from 13 to 15, it was all about ball, football, basketball. I quit playing baseball, though. At 16, because I I started working all summer because I wanted to buy a car, so I I I, I did that. I didn't play book, didn't play baseball anymore after after I, after I turned 16. I was old enough to drive, but at that time I just worked out football and basketball and ran track in high school, and and uh, that was my whole life. Ball, 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 and you know when I had my son, and I, I just you know he didn't even work, but. Um, I was so thankful that God gave me a son that loved ball. Well, I call him a ballaholic too. We all, you know, we're, we're addicted to playing ball. And so that's a good thing though. Yes, sir. That sounds like a great youth. So these are the two questions that we ask everyone we interview. So what books have had an impact on you and why? Uh, one, the book that I'm saying that, that I always reference back to is, is the book um, uh, by Charles Swindoll. Uh, called Joseph in the Bible because just I love the, uh, uh, how he sets that up with the scripture and then the book that because I've read so many books coming through and I there you know there were so many that I liked but that book when I started thinking about life and real life application to being an underdog uh, what what the songs say going from the I started at the bottom now I'm here you know that was that was Joseph, and so so uh, I, I I like that. And then uh, of course the Bible. I think when people think about the Bible, oftentimes they talk about it as one book, but 
but when you look at the chapters in the book and, and, and there is not an element in the Bible that does not apply to the day-to-day life. And the older I get, the more I'm reading it, the more I like it. And this probably has risen to my number one book. That's amazing. Those sound like amazing, inspiring books. Yes, sir. So our final question um, is, what advice do you have for teenagers? Well, it's real simple. Uh, and, And this is the number one thing I told my children. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Who you hang out with, that's who you become. And um, the Bible said be equally yoked. So I always, you know, always want to see who my, you know, who, who are my kids hanging around? And, uh, and you know, are your goals, you know, what you're talking about? Because if you, if you hang out with, with things that are not productive, with people that's not productive, you're going to do things usually not productive. There's a small window of influence. If you can influence those people to come with you, that's great. But either two things going to happen. You're going you're gonna to be the influencer or you're going to be influenced. A or B. All right. And so I'm always telling my children, you know, show me your friends and I'm going to be able to look at where you're going, what your future is. And so not ever demeaning anybody or looking down on anyone. But when you see people, you see their friends, you can, all, you can almost dictate what's getting ready to happen by the association that you're with. And so that's my advice to teenagers watch your friends. So basically, whoever your, um, your friends are, that's who you're going to be, or they're going to be like you. You're either the influencer or you're influenced. So either you're going to lead them to where you're going, or they're going to lead you to where, to where uh, they're going. That's, that's great. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can think, well, you know, and I, and, I, and, and I tell my kids this, and I don't use this in an ugly way, but sometimes, you know, uh, I, I, I try to be very descriptive, but I always say, think about this now. If you hang around boo-boo, you stink. <laughs> that's great. Well, yeah, you know, so, so, so that, that's, very, that, that's very, you know, that's very transparent on, on how it is. But then, you know, if you hang around positive things, then you're positive. That's awesome. So thanks so much, Dr. Hill, for coming on our podcast. Well, thank you all for having me. And I I, I wish you all good luck and praying for a lot of success for, for what you all are doing. Well, thanks so much. That was a really interesting interview. So Dr. Hill was the former president of Arkansas Baptist College. And like he said in the interview, Arkansas Baptist provides college for lower income teenagers and kids. And basically his entire life, it seems, has been um, him taking these positions where as a coach, as as the president of the college, and basically instructing the kids that he has, um, he has, I guess, authority or he has a presence over with the, the advice and the beliefs that he has learned that has helped him through life. Definitely. That's great advice to live by. I've heard so many stories of so many people that I know, and they said their friends, sometimes they would just, their friends would change and they just keep those friends and that they could see a difference in themselves and uh, their life 
and their perspective on things and their beliefs and how different things that used to be important to them are now not as important. And so that is definitely something to really live by, especially in this day and age. Yes, totally. All right. So on to our announcements section, um, Maddie and I, we say this every episode, we have a website called Aiming for the Moon. So that's aimingforthemoon.com, how you normally put in a URL. We have a blog there. We post about our guests and their profiles linked to their books, their profiles. Um, we have pictures of our guests if you want to see what they look like after hearing their voices. And Maddie, will you tell us about the podcast log series? Yes, so the podcast logs is kind of a more personal and lighthearted spin on some of the stuff that we've learned doing the podcast. So we may tell you about what is it like contacting all these people that we interview, or what is it like with our schedule? What is it like starting out? Because we had a lot of questions too when we started out, and we're wanting to let everyone know uh, what we've learned and trying to help in a fun way and let y'all read it. It's really cool. Yes, so another big thing that we're doing is we got merchandise, merch for short, and it is awesome. Right now, Maddie, Maddie is not wearing her sweatshirt, but I am, and they're both they're really <laughs> soft, and hopefully by the time during the recording this episode, we are working on getting our online store set up and shipping and stuff, so hopefully by the time this goes live, everyone can buy our stickers, our t-shirts, our sweatshirts with the Aiming for the Moon logo. Um, a shout out to Art by Heart. She did all of our art and it is awesome, I think. Now another shout out to my little sister, Emery Bledsoe, who did all of our music. So for the past episodes, that, that's been awesome. So yeah. And then one last announcement is we're going to come out with a fun bonus episode um, with some questions that we'd like to get from y'all. So we're going to be having one of our friends. He also owns a podcast on uh, a podcast. He's going to have one of, he's going to come onto our podcast and we want y'all to submit some questions and we'll ask, we'll do them on the show and ask him some questions about his podcast. So we'd love to hear from you. Yes. And his podcast is the podcast, um, sorry, the movie maniacs podcast movie maniacs podcast all of that not movie maniacs movie maniacs podcast and he discusses movies and with his friends and it's it's really cool i've listened to it and it's it's great it's so, really cool yeah when you send emails to us it's yeah you can ask us about obviously podcasting aiming for the moon whatever um yeah and our email is on our website so just go check it out so yeah uh, like everyone like we always say subscribe so that you can get more great content and rate because that helps us with the algorithms and all of that. So if you're on Spotify, follow, whatever it says, just, just do that. And before we end, shout out to all of our international people because we have some listeners all over the world we just found out with Buzzsprout. It's awesome. <laughs> We're it freaking awesome. out. So thanks so much everyone in the U.S. and all over the world. And so yeah, don't forget that your side's high. And aim for the moon. <laughs>